It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder open up preseason with Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama. It was as good as advertised, and this is the next budding rivalry in the NBA. What did we learn in preseason game one? All coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Text the show, 405-963-3686. You're going to start getting quarterly updates about what we're seeing at the game, what we're feeling at the game, plus injury reports, starting lineups, uh, and, and then what we're hearing, of course, of practice and everything else. So you can always text the show, and you'll be moved to the front of the line on mailbags and other things of that nature. Uh, on today's show, it's simple. We're going to recap the Thunder and their preseason opener. Chet Holmgren was as good as advertised in this game. So was Victor, and this is a rivalry that I think is truly going to emerge in the NBA. We also saw Cason Wallace get the start in this one. And what did the rotations reveal about this Thunder team? Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe across all podcasting platforms for free, comment and review as well. So, Chet Holmgren finally makes his debut. And a lot's changed since he was drafted back in 2022. Drafted second overall. You know, he's the lone top five pick on this roster, if you don't count Victor Oladipo. And a year ago at this time, there were questions about what Shea even was. Could he be a number one? The thought was that Chet Holmgren was going to be franchise-changing, the face of the franchise, uh, uh, the, the guy, right? That, it was a year ago at this time, and then we saw SGA do what he did. We saw the Thunder go on a 16-win improvement 
We saw J-Dub emerge as a really, really talented player with all-star potential. We saw so many things change in the last year, including the NBA welcoming in a new you know, unicorn, big man, most hype prospect. Of course, the Wimby hype went to another level than the Holmgren hype did, but still a similar seven-plus footer with guard-like skills. And so uh, after a year of all these ch-ch-ch-changes, we finally get Chet Holmgren's debut. He plays 16 minutes in this historic preseason game. This is a preseason game that you're going to remember that people around the NBA are going to remember, and that's something that you can't really say very often. It's hard to even remember plays in the preseason. But the fact that these two guys had their debut against each other and what is setting up to be a really good and fun rivalry and and, and the next great NBA rivalry, I, I think that this is a preseason game that will not be soon forgotten. At, at 16 minutes played, Chet Holmgren posted 21 points, nine rebounds and an assist with a block as well. He shot seven for 10 from the floor, two for two from deep, five for seven at the free throw line. He had a step into it three. He had Josh Giddy whip him a cross-court pass for a triple. He caught a lob from J-Dub. He, he was lethal in the pick and roll. I, I think that he cleaned his handle up some from Summer League. But ultimately, it came down to a couple things. Chet Holmgren absolutely delivered a different presence down low that the Thunder have lacked. He was able to not only block that shot, but he was able to alter shots at the rim. And even whenever you know the, the Spurs were able to make shots at the rim, you had to work for them. You had to gain positioning. You had to get and battle for, for follow-ups. You had to work to score inside on this Thunder team. And if you're going to have to work to score inside on this Thunder team that has Lou Dort, that has Cason Wallace, that has SGA, that has these perimeter guys, J-Dub, who can play defensively on the wing, then it's going to be tough sledding for NBA teams against the Thunder night in and night out. It just simply will. So it has to be exciting. If you're an NBA fan, you have to be excited about Chet Holmgren, about what he looked like on the court tonight and about what this Thunder team can look like in general. And, and and another aspect of this that was a great part, after a year off, you know, we we think that we've had trouble, uh, you know, anticipating tonight and anticipating his debut, waiting for it, uh, longing for it, right? Imagine how Chet Holmgren himself feels about finally making his way to the NBA. And in this game, he just played Thunder basketball. In this game, he just played the way that the Thunder play. His points, his success came in the flow of the Thunder offense, which was which is something that Mark pointed out, that his success came with what the Thunder wanted to do. And I think that that's so important for, for such a young player who, who has so much expectation on him and is coming back from injury and is coming back from a year off and is, and, and is looked upon to do something great every time he steps on the floor, to, to stay within himself, to stay you know, composed, to not press the issue, to not, to not try to do too much. It, it rewarded him with a better game. 
you know, he looked comfortable. He looked confident. He looked, he looked athletic in this game. All things that are tremendous signs coming off of such a significant injury, coming off of such a, a, a significant uh, absence of time even. Now, it's obviously just preseason. I, mean, I, you know, I, I cannot stress that enough. I understand it's just preseason. But the, the things that, that were successful for the Thunder and successful for Chet Holmgren specifically are able to be duplicated. They didn't feel fluky or random uh, or at the expense of anything. There were some things that the Thunder have to clean up, obviously, where the first, as Jacob called it, the first five minutes, they were playing like a chicken with their head cut off, just super excited to be out there and not really uh, playing organized basketball. The defense as is typical in the NBA, especially in the preseason, was non-existent. Uh, and Mark pointed out that they lacked physicality uh, at the majority of the first half up until like the five or, or four-minute mark in the first half. They lacked physicality. Uh, and so all those things have to get cleaned up. But in general, the things that were done right by the Thunder are easily repeatable no matter the situation, opponent, anything else. And especially for Chet Holmgren. You know, if he would have, if he would have, you know, went five for five from three and had a spinning through the lane circus flip shot as like his only buckets, it would have been awesome to go five for five from three. But like, you can't go five for five from three every single night. Like, very, very, very few players can do that. It was his great game statistically matches up with the eye test of what you want to use him with. You want to use him in the pick and roll. You want to use him uh, as a guy who can be a catch and shoot three point threat. And if he, if you try to limit him on a catch and shoot three, guess what? He has the ability to drive the ability to dribble and take you off the bounce. He, he caught the lob from Jadub. Another presence that the thunder have not had is a, is a lob threat. Uh, they, they tried it twice in this game. They were one for two uh, on lobs. Chet Holmgren, for as much as people talk about his body and his frame, he finished through contact tonight. He also used that length to finish around contact. And so you can see his portfolio of scoring at the rim being pretty diverse uh, of whatever he needs to do. If he needs to get crafty, he can do that. If he needs to just use strength, he can do that and absorb contact. And then on his block, I, I think that the, the possession where he got the block you know, kind of encapsulates all of this. He, he gets a block shot. He goes coast to coast, handling the ball. The offense, you know, the transition is not there. They don't have the number, so they set the offense up. He gets the feedback from Josh Giddy, misses his initial look, gets a rebound, and puts it back in. That level of activity was so great to see. And this is only going to get better as Chet Holmgren gets more and more of that rust off as Shet Holmgren gets more and more comfortable uh, with this team. And you're going to add in SGA. He did not play tonight. He was resting. You're going to add in Vasily Micic, who I think that at some point will be an upper echelon player on this roster. He's not going to be uh, obviously like in the realm of the core four, but when you start listing off those below the core four, he's going to be closer to um closer to the, the high end of the roster than the low end. So those two pretty important pieces that you're missing, plus, you know, uh, Poku as well was not in this game either. But this was a fantastic start to Chet's career and a fantastic start to a potential budding rivalry between Chet and Victor. 
We're going to talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Jace Medical. Folks, Jace Medical is there for you. You're going to want to check them out today um, because they're awesome. And, and it gives you... So what Jace Case can do for you is empower you and give you peace of mind. Everyone should feel that empowerment for themselves and their loved ones during something that might be unexpected that can happen to you. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency uses and gives you the peace of mind so that you know that you have everything that you need and you're not just sitting there hoping that you have access to that medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple and they handle everything for you from the online evaluation, the license uh, you know, from a physician, the, the medication delivery, and the ongoing consults. They handle it all for you and they care for you so you do not get caught unprepared and you can help protect yourself and your loved ones as well. So get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today by getting Jace Medical and using the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com and of course the code locked on for $20 off uh, today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Today, we are recapping preseason game number one for the Thunder. We've talked about Chet Holmgren, and let's talk about this rivalry with Victor Wembanyama. And, and all of this is in the context of strictly on the court. I, this is nothing personal between these two players, but the NBA knew what they were doing whenever they decided to make these two players debut against each other. I know it's just preseason, but you watch the game. I watch the game. Most NBA people that I interact with and follow – watched the game and a ton more fans watched the game as well. And this is just for a preseason matchup, but then they went a step further and they made this matchup a staple game of the in-season tournament. So the in-season tournament only happens on Tuesdays and Fridays. So you get four national TV games for the week. And on Tuesdays and Fridays, the entire league is playing. You have every team at your disposal. So earning a primetime slot in that context is even more impressive than, than normally because you have everyone to choose from on a Tuesday and a Friday. So they put them as a staple game in the in-season tournament. And then they put them on rivalry week. They are trying to market and showcase this potential rivalry. I think that the players themselves, Chet and Victor, handled this extremely well. They didn't go out of their way or say anything demeaning or say anything that will outright spark controversy or a rivalry, but they also didn't shy away from the fact that this could be 
uh, a great rivalry. They, they talked about how this game did mean something more and that they're going to be battling for a long time and that they're going to, uh, you know, see each other, of course, throughout this, this journey of theirs in the NBA. And even the great Greg Popovich acknowledged that they were going at each other. Now that now they did it the right way in a, in a mature way, especially for two young players where they, they, they went at each other kind of in the flow of the action. Uh, but it was clear watching this game that these two guys understand that they're linked together, understand what microscope that they're under, especially um, comparing themselves with each other. And they want to, you know, they're competitors. They're, they're, they're highly competitive players. And I think that this is a destined thing to happen. Each team is set up for success with, with great young cores and plenty of resources. You, you saw Chet Holmgren, you know, like he sees the highlights where, where Victor uh, gets an N1 and, and, and puts Chet on the ground and flexes and uh, gets really into it. He sees the highlights of that and what, what, the, what the conversation is around that. And he, and he replies back, "Hey, I got headbutted. I didn't really get, uh, you know, he, he was as, as if he was setting the record straight. Of this is not a feather in the cap for Wembenyama. I got headbutted. It's not as though uh, he truly lowered the shoulder and, and 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 got the better of me. Trying to set that record straight for a preseason game in which you you arguably already outplayed him, and then you know, of course your team ended up winning. Not that that matters in the preseason. Uh, I, I think just shows the the consciousness." from Chet and Victor of what this means. After the game, Wimbanyama said, quote, I know it's just preseason, but for sure the games against OKC are going to be interesting. Wimby was fantastic, so was Chet. Wimby scored 20 points, five rebounds, two steals, and a block in 19 minutes. He covers so much ground with his 7-4 frame and length and size and watching these two players was an absolute treat uh, watching them from the word go. I mean, listen, to continue to put into perspective the hype around Victor Minyama, there was a large group of us that were, that were filming him walk into the arena. And you always see the, the, the walk-in shots of everyone uh, on Twitter. And so you, you typically see these players walk into the arena and it's captured, of course, for social media, but it's typically done by like team social media people. This time it was a large contingent of us, uh, Andrew Schlecht, Steve McGee, myself, like that, which is like filming Chet just walk in. Uh, there, there were a billion scouts there. There were, there were a billion uh, or, or more than normal uh, national media members there from Brian Wenhorst to Andrew Lopez and and like it was just different. The, the the energy, the vibes were just different. I put a couple of uh, videos on Twitter of the crowd. <laughs> like the crowd was impressive. You guys really uh, showed up to this game uh, for preseason standards, especially like like for the preseason. The the level of energy that this game had from the crowd uh, was awesome. And so, like, yes, this game was absolutely interesting, as as Victor put it, and it does absolutely have uh, more juice more je ne sais quoi than normal i am very excited for for this because i think that for as good as the nba has been recently it's been lacking a a, a good old-fashioned healthy rivalry and i think that that's what this is going to be i i think that that's the most important part too this is going to be a healthy rivalry this is not going to be personal to the degree of like um 
you know, to the degree of nastiness or toxicity. It's just going to be here. Here are two guys who understand that in the scheme of the NBA, from media to fans and everyone else, they will be linked together. They will be tied together. They will be compared together, right, wrong, or indifferent. And and as full-blown competitors, they want to be the one that people think are better than the other. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to, to make that happen. And I think that you saw the the intensity of this game from, from each of them uh, was different than what a typical preseason game looks like, even for rookies making their debut. So it's exciting. It's, it's very exciting. I think that the NBA got it right. They, they, they bet some on, on this, like they, they, they did give this, you know, matchup three massive national looks, but it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off for the NBA in this game. You also saw Dallas Bertans prove the value that he has. Dallas Bertans in four minutes, cashed in four threes in 10 minutes played total. He scored 12 points, four for six from three and a steal. And he continues to say all the right things. When asked about if the quick turnaround from FIBA was going to be any sort of negative, he said, we'll see. At least I don't have to play 35 minutes a night like Shea and Dort. Uh, we'll see how it goes for them. Uh, so like he understands his role is going to be very, very, very reduced. It's going to be a very negligible role in terms of minutes. But those minutes can be highly impactful. Look at tonight. The Thunder got down big. Uh, you know, I know that the score doesn't matter, but just go with me on on the way a game flows. You can get down big in a game, even to teams that you have more talent than, even to teams you should beat, whatever, whatever. You can get down big in a game, and four threes in, in, in four minutes can change the tide of a game and can allow you to, to crawl back and win, a, and win a basketball game. And that's what happened tonight. Now, this win is the least important one of all time, in the, you know, given that it's preseason, but uh, it, it still allowed the Thunder to come back. And so you have a roster that's very that's very well put together of situational basketball. You can put together a lineup of stellar defenders, of, of players who um, can really not only pester opponents, but stifle their offense. But you can also put together this hot shooting lineup that can allow you to chip away at big leads and come back into games. And that's why, you know, I think that this third team will be really good this year, especially for the 82 game stretch. Now I'm a believer in, you know, minutes and experience and going through um, the, the different uh, levels to the postseason and, 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 and learning experience of the postseason. I'm a believer in that. But I'm not in a believer of that in the regular season. I don't think that teams are just too young to win in the regular season. They're just oftentimes not talented enough. And oftentimes uh, it's not the goal is to necessarily win. The goal is to to develop and to, to allow you to work on your craft. If you're trying to win games, you can be very young and win them in the regular season. And I think that this Thunder team will try to win games. And I think that they have the the combination of players to allow them the, the luxury of having multiple identities, so to say. I know that that's kind of counterintuitive. You, you want an identity. You don't want multiple identities. But they have multiple ways in which they can beat you and ways in which they can flip the advantage back their direction that 
through the course of an 82 game season, I think that they're going to have a, 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 a very successful time winning basketball games. How far can that get you uh, come April? That's yet to be seen. And I think that at that point, then you do look at like, hey, this is a really, really young roster. It would be pretty impressive for them to do uh, much in the postseason. But for the regular season, I'm very much in on this Thunder team. And we'll talk about what the rotation today revealed about the Thunder. And we'll talk about how the Thunder team looks moving forward coming up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, Casey Wallace got the start tonight, uh, and he got a steal and went coast-to-coast for a slam. He had five rebounds, two assists, three steals. He was a pest defensively. Um, He was awesome uh, defensively. But the big thing was not on the court for Casey. The big thing continues to be off the court. Mark called Kaysen a winning player. Mark talked about pregame, how, you know, even though Kaysen's a rookie, nobody bats an eye whenever they get told that Kaysen will start tonight in place of Shea because he's kind of earned that respect through training camp. And then Jadab was asked about Kaysen. And Jadab said that, that Kaysen Wallace fits in with how the Thunder want to play and what the Thunder are trying to do. And, and Jadab was very complimentary of Kaysen. This is on the heels of last week where I, where I ran down the laundry list of players who are very complimentary of, of, of Kaysen Wallace, especially SGA, who said that he's a player who can play right away and make an impact right away. The players are the first to know who can and can't play, and they are pretty sold on Kaysen Wallace. Uh, and I think that this is, a, this is a testament to him, and I think that he'll be in the mix for this season. Again, it might not happen in November, but at some point this season, and and, and as the days go by, it, it feels like maybe sooner than later, uh, Kaysen will have a, a big impact on the center team. Speaking of big impacts and, and, and minutes and everything else, so there were times where Wiggins and Isaiah Joe were on the floor as like the only ball handlers. And I think that that's part of experimenting and part of exploring and part of finding different roles for these two guys because you know you want to play them. You know you want to have them as a staple in their rotation, but finding minutes for them is very hard because they play, of course, crowded positions. So if you can find new roles for them, you can more easily and accessibly put them in your rotation consistently. So I found it interesting. Let's see if that continues on throughout uh, the preseason and, and throughout uh, training camp and all. But just as a quick note on on that front for two players who uh, are, are are very interesting to Thunder fans. Uh, Trey Mann got a bit of a runway in this game. We'll talk more about him tomorrow. We'll talk about Jay tomorrow. We'll talk about the rest of this game tomorrow. But the rotations. Uh, Jack White got it at the very end. He gave great energy, had a huge block. But at the end of the day, when you play seven minutes in a preseason game, and, and, and for JRE, when you play – don't get in until the last two minutes of the third quarter and play 10 minutes total. You had a nice dunk in there. They both had a nice play, but it 
I still came away from the first preseason game not changing my expectations on the roster crunch. But there's still a lot to get to from this game. We'll wrap up this game tomorrow at the end of the show. But at the beginning of the show tomorrow, I want to talk about the Western Conference. And I want to talk about how the Thunder team will fare in a very tough Western Conference. And why I am very bullish on this Thunder team, even more so after training camp and after the first preseason game. And how you as fans have to prepare for what this season will look like in the Western Conference and at the NBA at large. So it's going to be a very interesting show tomorrow, so make sure you listen to that. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 